0: Welcome to Dare A New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through your day. Now, here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare A New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. And on today's episode, I have the great honor to bring back with me again, because we need about 15 shows to cover everything, Kathleen (laughs) Sherrick. (laughs) Kathleen is an award-winning educator, author, White House-recognized consultant to top companies, and sacred sacred parenting coach. Kathleen mentors pregnant and new parents, grandparents, and child professionals who care for young children in the first seven years of life. For more than 30 years, Kathleen has studied neuroscience, child development, energy psychology, vibrational health, quantum physics, and world religion. I literally have to take a breath while I read everything you've done. It's it's impressive. I love it. Kathleen has been a top international consultant to Fortune 200 executives, receiving recommendations from the US White House for her role in improving organizational performance in the United States. A former university associate dean, she has advised both the Walton and Gates Foundations about innovation in education. Kathleen carries self several graduate degrees in education and public administration. She also co-founded a Montessori-based school that has served thousands of families and is a founding board trustee of several foundations. Welcome Kathleen, who you must be 190 years old to do all of these things. (laughs) Some of us oh. just keep going
1: till we till we try to get it right, Nada. So it's <laughs> uh, it's you know when you when you work with wonderful people, it's it's um it's quite a joy to be able to uh, offer some services to the world. So none yeah. of those things were yeah. done by myself. That's for cer- That's for certain. So it's r- uh. wonderful to be with you again. What are we going to talk about today? Let's have a conversation. I know. I know.
0: I love it because you and I can, we can talk about a whole lot of things and not a whole lot of different tributaries. So this time on this show, let's talk about sacred grandparenting. What do you say?
1: Sacred grandparenting. Okay. That's great. Let's sacred. have, let's
0: have some fun with that. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So can you tell me what that is? What is sacred grandparenting? I have never heard well, of that and it's intriguing. You
1: know, it really, um, uh, as, as a grandparent now myself, I have many friends and colleagues uh, who are on this path, on this new path, and of course have known grandparents that have gone before us and all, but the sacred grandparenting is really a, a way to uh, think of ourselves as stepping outside of ourselves to see our grandchildren and our children more clearly for who they are. Because once you get to a certain point in life, you you could, you can easily tend to think, well, I, I know everything. Um, it, it's uh, uh, not so easy to tell me something anymore, because uh, I have experience that may tell me differently than what you might be offering and all and really sacred grandparenting grandparenting is staying in that field of curiosity that maybe we just, maybe we really don't know it all. Yes, we have lots of experience. We've had, you know, I don't know a soul that's gone through um, uh, a life without trauma, without challenges, without joys, without celebrations. And so uh, if we can cultivate all of those into an ability to see our children and our grandchildren because both relationships change, right? When we have grandchildren in the picture, our relationship with our own children changes. As they're going through their new family dynamics, uh, we are, we're kind of on the periphery and yet we're a part of it. And um, uh, we are in a supporting role in the cast of characters. And so that's really something important to keep in mind. But it's really applying our life experiences in ways that honor and uplift all these generations that come after us. Because you know, when we're when we're in the midst of those early years of parenting, I mean, you remember Nada, goodness gracious, you can't think about legacy, you can't think about um, you know, it's hard to think about the next week, let alone um the, the next generation. <laughs> right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
0: <laughs> And so I you wonder- get to a
1: certain stage, yep. Um, go ahead, go ahead, continue that thought. I was saying that, that uh, you get to a certain stage where you start to consider um, uh, your genealogy, you start con- to consider your ancestral lineage, you start to consider uh, what are the, what's the impact that you want to leave in the world. Uh, being a grandparent is a different kind of a sacred spot than being um, a parent with new new young children. And so it's um, sacred parenting is really going into that, embracing it with all the challenges that it brings because it brings changes. It brings changes to relationships. It brings changes to how we think about ourselves. And as much as we'd like to think that um, our journey is kind of done, we know all we need to know, If we're not cultivating on a continuous basis that sense of curiosity, both about ourselves, but really about our grandchildren and our children during this time of transition as as our children's families are growing and things, um, then we're we're really doing a disservice, both to ourselves and the generations that come. Because really part of sacred parenting is honoring what may be the soul agreement that you have with your grandchildren.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And how does this, when you're, when you're talking about cultivating a sense of curiosity about our children and our grandchildren, because I would imagine that there are times I don't have grandchildren. So I I don't know, I've not experienced that, but I hear it's It's the most beautiful thing. If you're a parent, you think that's the, the best thing ever, but I hear that being a grandparent is even bigger and better than that. But I'm wondering, because I I've seen this, like just, you know, from the periphery where a parent has said about their child who now is a parent that, oh my gosh, I had no idea how, how self-absorbed my daughter or son was. And I can see that now with this new child that, that change Mm. alone where you're able to see your, your own child, maybe not in such a Positive light, and how how does that as a as a parent, a, 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 a parent and a grandparent, then how are you able to navigate that terrain where you don't want to step in and take over the parenting of that grandchild? We see that happening a lot, and that causes a lot of different um, dynamics. Family dynamics. Yes, but how do you think yes. when you when you're seeing your child as um, maybe not as apt at parenting as you thought that they would be, and, and so how does the sacred grandparenting uh, yeah. step into that? Yeah, um,
1: I would say uh, two things that really come to mind foremost there, and number one is that. Our, our role is, we, is really one, of course, if our, if our children are struggling and they come to us for help, we want to be available to that. If they're struggling and they don't see that they're struggling and we see that, or if they don't even know they're struggling or they don't, um, uh, you know, when, when, our expand, when our family expands, uh, welcoming a young child and a baby into the family changes not only the family matrix, it changes the energy in the family. And I, I mean that in a, in a literal quantum physics way. We have new light yeah. in the family now. So when you introduce new light, other things that may not be entirely resolved get stirred up. And that's normal. It's natural. What, uh, what becomes challenging is to uh, find the tools or offer the tools or help those we love find their way to the tools that can best help them. And of course, they're not going to find tools if they're not aware that they need some help in the first place. And in that case, uh, we are, one of our roles, I guess there's two things here, um, is to be really a beacon of light. A beacon of light that overshadows are the rest of our family. And that is to hold them in love, to hold them in a, a chalice of beauty, of joy, of uh, compassion, of forgiveness, of deep gratitude, and um, uh, in, a, in, in this um, really, you know, it becomes part of our role to create a womb for them, because this is a new transition for them to who they are uh, coming about to be as a family. The second thing I would say, so that, that beacon of light, and by that I really mean holding, holding the highest vision for our child, for our grandchild, for the new family dynamics that are happening and almost holding it, you know, as if we are um, witnessing it and which can be a, a challenge for grandparents because we want to be part of it often. Often grandparents want to get in there and want to, and this is, hey, this works for me. Let's, uh, uh, let's do this this way. And parents, are often developing their own ways of doing things, and they need that space to do it. It's hard for grandparents often to step back and allow some some of those things because hey, this worked for me. Look how great you turned out, um, right. or look at even though the challenges we've uh, that we went through, you know, you're here and you're able to experience this. Um, the, the second thing I would say about a sacred parenting approach to um, uh, being and becoming really kind of an elder in the family, and an elder doesn't refer to age, but it re- that refers to other things, is that if we can embrace the value of inner work, and I really mean that in two ways, our own inner work, Nada. you know, uh, like I said, we tend to get to a certain age and we, we know it all, you know, and uh, I mean, with, with great reason, we've been through a lot, um, there's not much some of us have experienced um, or have not experienced is what I should say. And so, um, so we have our opinions, we have our experiences. And yet, um, if we are able to, number one, continue to do our own inner work, that we continue to evolve as our, our own beings um, and at the soul level do this inner work and be- continue to become a better person, this new child in our lives, in our extended family, well, is is often an instrument not only for the parents to grow and develop, but it is for us too. And um, that inner work also then, secondly, extends to working with the higher selves of our children and our grandchild. Yeah. So if, if right. we can, we can do whether it is. Um, meditation, whether it's uh, prayer work, whether it's uh, chanting, whether it's walking in nature, from from uh, whatever our uh, spiritual inclination is, the importance of uh, spiritual connections in these early years is uh, through research has been shown to be so dramatically important when children become teenagers. And um, that they are more able to be resilient to peer pressure, more able to function independently, and more able to uh, be truly themselves if they have some kind of a spiritual um, early childhood. And grandparents mm-hmm. can play this critical role because it's very hard to do some of those things, you know, adding to the plate of a parent. Um, uh, unless, of course, it's integrated, which is the, which is what, the goal. Uh, but depending on our spiritual inclination, this can be from our, um, our own guardian angel to the guardian angel of our grandchild and to develop that on the inner, develop some kind of uh, a communication there. It could be from our own higher self to our grandchild's higher self to our child's higher self and to, um, and uh, it could be uh, talking to the universe and sending messages through the universe to our child. Whatever spiritual inclination resonates most, most with us, the fact that we uh, take the steps to do some inner work uh, really helps manifest um, a more beautiful environment energetically for our child and all the challenges that uh, a new family brings and also for the grandchild as they're onboarding into this life?
0: Yeah. So my question is, and and I have a feeling that that you just spoke to it um, in a a big way, the difference between sacred grandparenting and just being a traditional grandparent, right? It's part of taking on this this spiritual um, training, however, it for the young one, for the for the grandchild, and how would yep. how would you? I mean, there's so much more of that, but in a, in a succinct, if there even is, I mean, this is fascinating because I never even would have thought about this sacred grandparenting versus traditional grandparenting. So, because there's times well, that I would say yep. to, my, oh, go ahead, yes.
1: Uh, yeah. Go ahead and finish your question there.
0: Okay. I'm sorry because we have this weird delay. So to the to the audience, I, I apologize for this. We have a weird delay, and so it, it we're kind of stepping on each other here. I, and I apologize to you for that too, Kathleen. <laughs> I know that I have told my son, and and I have taken it back many times, but I said that I will pay you <laughs> back when you when you are a father. I am. So going to spoil your children and I'm going to load them up with sugar and I'm sending them home <laughs> to you to pay you back. Of course I would never do that because what a horrible thing to do to the child um, but there's just it's such a different way to look at it because there's some I see some some grandparents, people who are my age who um, really do want to kind of get in get into the mix and, and kind of run the show with that, that new grandchild. And, you know, when that, when that, especially when that becomes a when that little one becomes a toddler and they're starting to get themselves into a little bit of trouble and, and disciplining and all of that. And how they, the grandparents that I'm speaking of in particular, I mean, just one person is popping into my head loud and clear that, that they take um, offense to that. And it almost makes them want to remove themselves from that grandparenting arena, because well, I'm not being heard or seen, and and this isn't how we did it, and and I look at that, it's just like the traditional. I'm not going to bend the rules. This is this is how it's done. It's a cookie cutter. You don't do it any other way. With with the <laughs> with the sacred grandparenting, you get you get to be in that place of curiosity and deeper awakening and deeper knowing of your own self and what this little one has to bring into the world and connecting with that light that that little one brings into, I mean, so many different aspects is, is, am I on the right path with that on the the difference? Well,
1: uh, well, and I would say that we can probably, um, probably most of our listeners can relate to um, grandparents that we know that we felt were awesome. And then maybe grandparents that we know that we felt maybe, um, you know, we don't remember as much or um, don't connect with as much because Uh, Maybe, you know, for whatever that grandparent's own uh, life, whatever life journey and all. I would say that the definition of fun between um, uh, what we might consider traditional grandparenting and sacred grandparenting might be a little different. And um, traditional grandparenting, I would take as definition of fun might be that we really might see this as this is an opportunity to, in fact, to spoil and to um, do things that we might have always wanted to do with our own children and we didn't get to and and um, uh, we have the sense of freedom. we don't have a responsibility for for them now. we send them back to mom and dad um, there might be some uh, justice as you were talking about there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, you know, and there even, uh, there might even be a little of, Hey, I know better. And so when they're with me, I'm going to do it differently than mom and dad want it to be done. Um, but the definition of fun in that way, I would say is really soothing our own inner child. It's not yeah. soothing so much our grandchild. And, um, so, and, and again, this is case by case, goodness gracious. You know, there's so many um, there's so many beautiful ways um, to treat our grandchildren that are, are are honoring to them, that are fun and all. Um, the fun way for uh, sacred parenting, just very generally, because we could talk a lot about this, is really where we would be um, creating more a vehicle for harmony, enjoying the child as they are, uh, seeing that child for the fun that they already are and tapping into the fun that the child is instead of trying to create fun for them to be attracted to. Do you understand what I'm saying?
0: Yes, 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 absolutely. So
1: here, here um, uh, cookies and cake and candy and all might be fun that we think, oh, they can be attracted to and all. We, if that is what the parents support, that's fine. If they don't support that, you know, we, um, we may be on thin ice a little bit. Um, But seeing the child where they're at and crafting environments from where they're at is really uh, what's fun for the child.
0: Yeah, right. You know, A
1: number one, let's talk about the similarities between both. A number one, most all grandparents love their grandchildren and you cannot put a price on that. So however a grandparent chooses to show their love, uh, a number one, we need to recognize it's love. It's coming from a place of love. And that's what that's what we would hope for, whether it's traditional, sacred, what whatever the approach might be. Um, and when it is offered with love and seen as an act of love and not as an act of control or an act of ego, which sometimes we grandparents get in our own way with those kinds of mm-hmm. things, Um, And again, uh, if we can stay aware of are we really soothing our own inner child that didn't get these things when we were little, Um, uh, to be aware of that uh, just brings us as a different person to our grandchild. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong that we're soothing our own inner child. Our own inner child needs to be hugged and loved and appreciated and valued, too. Um, there, right. it's just, if we out picture it onto our grandchildren, then we we may not be seeing who they are and what they really need in this moment. They may really just need to roll down the hill in the leaves when in fact we're here, we brought them all kinds of gifts today.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yes, absolutely. And I'm all about roll down the hill in the leaves. That's so much better than before. <laughs> Well,
1: to that, I would say, as a sacred grandparent, we've got to, you know, um, uh, I'm mindful of our time, Nada, and everything, but could I offer a couple of tips for sacred grandparents? Would that be okay?
0: Yes, yes, please do. Um, uh,
1: You know, number one, I would say it's up to us to stay curious, really to stay curious about the child, about life, about our children as they're evolving as parents, and about ourselves. Um, we need to also handle our own self-care so that we can do things like roll down the hill in the leaves, Nada. You know yeah. that it's not just yeah. always about them. That we can participate in some of these, and um, we really need to be mindful of our the own our own energy. Like be responsible for the energy that we bring to things. To keep a respectful distance. Don't take things personally. And uh, stay in our own lane sometimes and really be that beacon. Emit love, emit joy, and, uh, and forgiveness and gratitude as much as we can. And we really need to realize uh, also, let's see, I, what did I say? I said curious, self-care, mind your energy. Those are three things. Here's the fourth thing. Wisdom is not correlated with age. So we've got uh-huh. to work on ourselves. Be aware of our own filters. You know, we're, Just because we're older doesn't mean we're wiser. It's not a fact. Um, yeah. and if we can continue to cultivate our own senses, which would be, uh, I think that's number five and, uh, that's the inner and the outer senses, which you and I will have another discussion on another time. Um, but, and, and that's our own discernment process. The last thing is really that if we can stay in that mode of play, that fun, that mode of play, uh, it really play is an energy that transmutes trauma. And so the more that we can be in an area of play in the words that we use in the energy we bring to things, the more we can actually be a healing part of our extended family matrix rather than something else like an obstacle or, or, um, or anything else.
0: Right. Absolutely. I love these tips. I love these tips. And these will be written out in the show notes. So anybody who's listening if you heard those tips and you were scrambling to get a piece of paper and a pen to, to write this down, it will all be in the show notes. So don't worry about that. And Kathleen, we're going to bring this in for a kind of a bumpy landing here. I'm, I'm going to do it a little bit abruptly because we're out of time. I cannot even believe that. Um, what is the best way for listeners to get in touch with you? And that will also be in the show notes. So anybody who's listening, please don't worry Kathleen's information will be in the show notes, but I would love for you to tell us how to get in contact with you.
1: Yeah, there is um, KathleenSherick.com and uh, my email would be Kathleen at KathleenSherrick.com, and uh, that would be the best way.
0: Okay, perfect. And, and again, I, I, welcome, the- I welcome,
1: I uh, welcome, welcome listeners, grandparents, uh, what uh, aunts, uncles, teachers, doulas, you know, we're all a part of supporting the child. So thank you, Nada, for having these discussions. This is fun.
0: Oh, it's totally fun. I love it. There's just never enough time. And you're exactly right. It takes an entire village. It's everybody. It's everybody with that little one. And, and for ourselves, too. We all need to kind of, like we're all in this together and we can, we can do it in a loving and wonderful way without any ego involved in it. It, it just takes a little bit of mm-hmm. a little bit of wisdom and a little bit of work but we can absolutely do that. So Kathleen, <laughs> I appreciate it so much. We have so many more things to talk about. So I'm wondering if you would be willing to come back next week and if we can talk more about mothers um, and women, and mothers and get deep into that for next week, would you be willing to do that? Absolutely. Let's
1: let's do that. That's um, it's, All of these are important. Would love it. I'll talk to you then.
0: Okay, fabulous. All right. Thank you so much for being here with us. Listeners, please um, join us next week for part two and leave any comments below that you would like to. And, and the show notes will have Kathleen's information. So thank you again, Kathleen. And to the listeners, much love. Enjoy your most epic week. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information you can use right away. If you like what you heard here, please subscribe to our show. And don't forget to rate and review right there on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your shows. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.